0: Recording in progress.
1: It is Footy and Frothie's on a Monday evening, fourteenth of June, twenty twenty-one. Hot in the uh, eve of the Queen's birthday weekend. Uh, we're all in our places of. Uh, domicile uh, to do tonight's show. Ollie with us, Barney with us, uh, enjoying a cold one while we look towards the working week. Boys, how was the long weekend? Uh, Ollie, you can go first.
2: Yeah, it was pretty good. I spent some of it yesterday afternoon with yourself and Damo down, and GT, actually, who was, I wasn't expecting him to be there and bumped into him, and it was good having a chat to him as well. After, of course, he was on last week's show. Uh, We watched the two main event UFC fights and then got into the the rest of the Storm Warriors game, and, of course, your Tigers going up against Damo Zeals, which we'll get to, so that was nice. And then today I, I sat and stared at a Union Jack, for twelve hours, as we all should be, on the Queen's birthday, and
1: then it was Bulldogs Dragons time. All right, and staunch Republican Barney, how are you? <laughs> yeah, mate, going good. <laughs> pretty quiet weekend, just with
0: the with the daughter and the wife. Um, both my teams got up over the last four or five days, so pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah, well done.
0: Both wearing blues. So,
1: yep. Days. knocked off those. Uh, Legless Panthers um, Alright, let's get to Let's get to some news to kick us off uh, The big one out of Oh, How's Daggy? Yeah, I'm alright Yeah, no, quite a weekend Had the kiddies uh, Went and watched the Tigers game Left at half time And, um, yeah, that was that So <laughs> uh, on the roof Yeah, no, I was uh, done with that game uh, No, it's uh, it been a good week So can't complain Off to Cootamundi tomorrow To freeze my off So that'll be fun Um News from the week. The big one today, Australian captain Boyd Cordner announced his retirement. 181 matches, 20 tests, uh, 20, uh, 16 origins, and uh, some premierships in there as well on the back of his ongoing uh, concussion issues. Barney, uh, I guess, what tribute can you pay to Boyd? I
0: made a disappointing way to end the career. Um, folks, has been a warrior from... You know, the time he started up until obviously he's had to give the game away at, a, at an early age, which is um, quite disappointing. Actually, I always enjoyed watching him play football. Um, had plenty of skill. He was big, tough hombre, and um, had a good offload in him and a pretty good passing game as well. So he was um, he was right up there for his entire career. I, I always rated him up there as one of the better back rowers running around in the competition. So
2: sad to see him go, to be honest. Yeah. Well, uh, Ollie, quickly. Yeah, well, uh, his accolades pretty much speak for themselves. Australian Test captain led New South Wales to two Origin Series wins as captain and led the Roosters to back-to-back premierships as captain as well. And of course, played in the 2013 grand final as well, I believe. So to not only, you know, get those accolades as a player, but as a captain, it's just next level.
1: Uh, yeah, he was very much a, a leader of men, and even as even last year in his last couple of games, uh, he was, I think one of the best games he played all year was his, probably second to last, or the one he got knocked out, he was absolutely outstanding.
0: The origin game. And yeah. the
1: origin game where he uh, dragged the forward pack back into the game himself almost. Um, absolutely tremendous. Uh, I saw some tributes today, I'm sure there'll be more throughout the week. Um You know, uh, Steve Roach putting him on the level of your Paul Sheranans and Brad Clyde, which hard to argue with, I suppose. So um, those tributes uh, will be paid as we go on, and uh, we wish I wish him all the best as do all of us. In what comes next, I assume there'll be some coaching roles or something he'll have something to offer the the Roosters club.
0: You would imagine so. Yeah.
1: And uh, Eddie did say his his biggest uh, achievement in the game was being a rooster, so very much has that club at heart. Uh, judiciary matters. So Cameron Munster was fined again today uh, for his second kick in in a week. So uh, actually, yeah, take what real the issue. What's going on there, man? Really, I, I take real issue with these dog shots not being punished. Um, going right back to the one I ranted about in round two. Uh, how is punch in the back of the head? Yeah, yeah. but how? For the second one a week, like that should have been a suspension in my opinion. Uh, probably two weeks if you're going to do it twice in four days. But um, what do you boys think?
0: Oh, I'm 100 percent with you, mate. It's just it's him just cracking the shits. Realistically, like he's just <laughs> he's obviously so they've gotten the better of him and he's lost his head and he's just been an idiot. Like obviously there's no force in there and it didn't no, it didn't really hurt either of them. But it's just stupidity.
1: Yeah. We
0: Ollie.
2: It's a it's an act with intent to impose harm on an opposition player without the outside of the confines of the rules, and that is at least a suspension for me. It doesn't matter if it's a kick, a punch, anything like that, a knee to the head, which we
1: actually yep. saw a few weeks well, back. was well, uh, one yesterday. Yeah, it's a sus- suspendable offence. Yeah, I believe um, Papa was... Ihi... Yeah, got fined as well, actually, speaking of which, uh, which was a blatant – we had the precedent of Ryan James, but the uh, blatant knee to the head yesterday, again, if you're going to crack down on people's heads uh, and shots to the head, how that's allowed is, is completely beyond me. Um, out of that game, though, so, so – oh, sorry, go.
0: No, it's just setting a bad precedent, mate. Like, considering the crackdown, obviously, the crackdown's pretty much fucked gone up and fucked off now but considering how harsh they were on it a couple of weeks ago and then you let guys
1: drop knees on heads and kick blokes and just let them get away with it I don't understand it at all yeah and when Velandi's line is oh it's about the mothers letting the kids play isn't that uh, <laughs> I would have thought dog acts would have been top of the list <laughs> yeah I would too uh, out of that Tigers game uh, Brooks and Amoni were both fined as well Kobe Hetherington was sent off which was probably the Incident of the weekend and was fined, so obviously the uh, judiciary agree with that. And um, what he got here, Marco Sivo's looking at a week, and we've got who else the couple out of the early game two to three weeks. And I can't read my own handwriting, who was the other sent off there? Uh, anyway, carry on, I'll find that. Uh, oh, Maskey with the Maskey elbow. with the elbow, that's right. He's looking at two to three. And um, the other one out of the Roosters game, uh, Proctor. Proctor, which uh, how... He didn't get sent off. How he stayed on... He, he even walked. He started... Wa- I was watching it live and he walked like he had been sent. And I'm thinking, okay, he's been binned. And he came back. Um, he gave himself up. And how Macasivo stayed on the field... Uh, no, he got didn't get sent off compared to the... Um, the shot on Tedesco a couple of weeks ago, but anyway, got his bin, we all move on. I suppose no point complaining about inconsistencies, because that's what we're just going to keep getting.
0: They've moved the goalpost like three times in the last three weeks. It's hard to
1: keep a track of. Well, this weekend, it feels like they've moved it three three times in three days, to be honest. Yeah, not uh, true. Any doubt, Ollie? No, nah, nothing really. I agree with you, boys. Uh, Injury-wise, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita out for the season with a peck. Uh, Wade Egan ended up in hospital, which is a, a, a big loss for them. I assume that means Reese Walsh probably ends up back in the halves. Back at six. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wade Egan ended up in hospital, but uh seems okay. We'll have to undergo HIA protocols. Uh, Bradman Best is out for a long, indefinite time, apparently. syndesmosis. Wade Graham concussion, but he's going to be down for at least four weeks, have said. Uh, yeah. and Mahani's looking like he could be back around, around 18. Uh, last injuries, Dewey and Sipley out of the weekend have to pay, pass their HIA protocols to play next week. Uh, anything from all of that while I go and let this stupid dog out? Give me a sec.
0: Way Graham, I think, should probably just take the rest of the year off, to be honest. Um, he's had yeah. four head knocks now, and that one was that was sickening. Actually, uh, <laughs> with the elbow to the temple, and then the boot as well to the same part of the head, and he was he was gone for all money. Um, he fell over his knee, which obviously he hurt his knee as well. But he was that was a sickening blow. He was gone. Like he should just take the rest of
2: the year off. I think. Yeah, especially with what's literally just happened within the past twenty-four hours with Boy Cordner. I mean, it's now. Is so that four for him this point, year? Point where Fourth one for him this year, yeah, And that was a bad yeah. one.
1: <laughs> there really should be uh, protocols that, uh, what's the word? Jackpot's not the word. But if you're if you're made to stand out for a week the first time, the second time should be, you'd think twice that and it should <laughs> roll on. Yeah, an escalating scale. Esca- yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Um, he might be close to the end of his career. To be honest, I think his body's. Don't think he's many more off. He yeah. gets another one or two. You have to be close. I'd say one. I'd give. Uh, yeah, I'd say one more. And then you've got uh, throwing his shoulders and his knees be it next. Um, surely another. You know another warrior of the game. But I guess we'll pay tribute to him when that that does happen. Uh, signing news: Ken Mamalu, uh has come to the Tigers effective immediately, I believe, for two years, and his uh, manager put out a statement this morning, basically saying he never wanted to leave. has um, told him uh, they can that he can go. He wanted it on record that it was not mamalo's request, and uh, he was essentially pushed. And uh, he said he only made that comment because he didn't want you know Ken to be viewed as someone looking for other options. So that probably explains the emotion at the end of yesterday's game where he scored a hat-trick. Uh, more Warriors news. Josh Carran's re-signed there for, till 2023, so that's a good signing. So mm-hmm. good for them. I believe that's about it for the week. And it's come out this, uh, this evening that Corey Norman's been told he won't be at the Dragons next year. Uh, so there might be a half option for you, Barn. Well, it's one
0: of his... It's been one of his better years this year, to be honest, but um, I'd rather, much rather Johnson over <laughs> Corey Norman, but that's not going to happen either. So Who
1: knows who? Learned, Take what they? we can get.
2: Yeah, well, with Johnson, for, for me, it's looking more and more likely. I'm hearing more and more stuff actually out of the UK that a few Super League clubs are going in hard for him, and I'd have to assume that they'd be offering him more money than he'd be getting over here. Like, surely he could. he's still... I an NRL level, and can put out at least another good couple seasons here before heading over there. But I guess if he wants
1: the payday, which if he does, good on him. Then maybe he will go to the UK. You'd know better than us. Um, is the money? Is there money in that game to offer them? Offer him the equivalent of a eight hundred or? A- well, not an 800, but the thing is over
2: here it's looking more likely that that 400K Cronulla offered him is not too far off the mark as to what he'd get elsewhere except for maybe Brisbane. Um, but over there they'd probably offer him about six fifty, I think. So it's not too much more, but, I mean, uh, I feel like it's more than he'd probably be getting offered over here.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I imagine his only real options here would be uh, Canterbury if they want to, if he's happy to take the 4455. fifty um, five. Maybe St George now Brisbane Dragons. Maybe St George. Maybe, maybe that, that might be the merry go round. Uh, interesting. Well, Brisbane s- definitely needs somebody. Yeah, well, that's right. On what we saw this weekend. Well, they they need lots of somebodies. <laughs> um, well, if they if they could get Dufty and
2: then possibly Johnson, Johnson accepts a, a lesser money deal, Brisbane could get both, I think. It's possible. And unlikely. Have, and have what,
1: Reynolds, Reynolds, Johnson, Dufty. Dufty at the back. Yeah. yeah. It's not exactly a defensive wall, but it, I guess it's a point. Um, I think Dufty was showing exactly why they He's not being re-signed today, but we'll get to that uh, shortly. Um, Any other news, Ollie? Uh, yeah, well, a, a couple
2: rumours, I guess. One of them is that Kirk Capewell has reportedly toured the Cowboys facilities, of course, while he's up in Townsville on camp. This has been reported by the Daily Telegraph. They've reportedly offered him a two-year deal worth 400000 per season. Now, I read that and I'm a bit surprised because I think, well, one, what's he currently on at Penrith now? I would have thought he'd be on about four hundred. And two, would you not just maybe stay at Panda for another year or so, and wait till another club can come along with more money that he's probably worth?
1: I don't think he's on as much as you think. I think he went there fairly cheap, and um, and he's being pushed out because obviously they have to upgrade fifteen yeah. other players' contracts.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. I suppose that's true as well. And the other rumblings that I've heard around multiple um, outlets, I guess, is in relation to the Kemal signing. But now, apparently, the Warriors are going in hard for Dalmatanis Lesniak. So, reportedly, the Tigers were going in for him. It didn't work out. So, Kemal was their second choice who they came in and signed. And now the Warriors are looking for a winger. And they believe that man's Dalmatanis Lesniak. And they want to try and get him effective immediately.
1: Was the third part of that, uh, Leilua was always a rumour to the dogs. Could that be the third part of that wheel or wait and see? It still could be, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, fair but enough. The, the DWZ will be signed by the end of next week, but
1: we'll Talk. see what actually happens there. To the Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, that about wraps up the news bar, unless you've got anything for us. No, mate. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> All right, we head to, well, back to Wednesday night, which uh, seems like a week ago, but it was only five days. where the Blues put 50 on the Maroons, 50-6, to six in a very impressive effort. Uh, Barney, have you got the stats? Yeah, so we got one try to eight. One out of
0: one conversions for Queensland, eight out of eight for the New South Wales team. Uh, one out of one penalty goals for New South Wales. 78% completion played 80%. 31 out of 40 sets played 32 out of 40 sets. 400 post contact metres for Queensland, 524 for New South Wales. One line break to 10, 31 tackle bust to 52, 14 offloads to 11, one forced dropout by Queensland, 325 tackles played 312, one ruck infringement by Queensland, five by New South Wales. Zero inside the 10 for Queensland and three for New South Wales. We're all in the space of about two minutes. (laughs) Four penalties conceded by each team, 14 errors to 11. Harry Grant made 40 tackles, Cook made 34. Holmes with 146 metres and Brian To'o with 233. Uh, meters. It was 25 missed tackles by Queensland's starting forward pack compared to eight from the New South Wales team. Uh, Grant missed seven tackles, but he made 40. Munster missed five, made 22. And Gay missed five and made 28 tackles. Okafusi oh, missed six as well. Luai and Cleary missed five each from New South Wales, and that was the worst for them. Uh, 2-0 with... 27 runs and 233 meters turbo with 215 teddy with 212 like, that's just crazy man numbers from the the back the guys from the back um, homes was the best from Queensland and he made 146 metres. Like, it just...
1: Yeah. And I think... Run off the park. And Mo was the only starting forward to make 100 metres for Queensland, was
0: Yeah, 115. uh, And Fafita made 110. Okay. But between those two, they were the only ones that really had an impact in that that forward back. (laughs) Considering all of New South Wales' back five made 100-plus running metres and then two or three of their forwards did as well.
1: Yeah, um... Well, what an amazing effort. I, I loved it. I loved watching it. I loved watching basically the best – five of the best players in the world play together. Uh, so we, we, we don't really spend a heap of time on this, but um, absolutely sensational. Uh, and I love the fact that Turbo basically just decided it was allowed to be Turbo and ran all over the field and um, linked up with Luttrell, who decided to be Latrell, And um, just – caused carnage on both sides of the field. Um, Nathan Cleary looked tremendous. Teddy didn't have to do a lot, looked tremendous. 2 looked right at home at origin level. Luai looked tremendous. So when you put, sorry for everyone to talk about in the week leading up to it, having to play origin, when you put the best players around the best players, they step up as well. So um, what were your thoughts, Ollie? Oh, uh, yeah, well, Luai and Toto, the people were right. They really couldn't hack it at origin level. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, again, a lot of it's just down to, and I, I was talking to you and Damo about it at the Colonial yesterday, Penrith are becoming a team in that Melbourne storm vein, whereas people will bag out their players and bag them out more because they want to see them lose and fail more than you know an actual belief that they will because they grow tired of them and Penrith have only been up there for eighteen months. It it happened with any club if the Tigers were at the top of the ladder for eighteen months, let's just say, and were dominant, then people would probably start to sour on their players and say, "Oh no, well they're actually overrated and whatever," and all oh, their players wouldn't be able to hack it at Origin level. Or well, it, it just is how it is. But they proved those people. Wrong, and it was amazing to see those guys. And obviously, New South Wales' back line one to seven just absolutely dominated the game. The Fords, um, off the back of that, were solid, they didn't necessarily need to be amazing. One player in particular, I want to give a shout out to who I think for me was the best forward on the field, but didn't get the props for it just because he was doing those little things. I say, for me, the big thing that people noticed was New South Wales were already up 50 to six, but that try saving tackle as well, that, you know, towards the end of the game, if it was 14, 12 to New South Wales, that wins New South Wales, the game essentially. So um, just stuff like that, he was doing, doing throughout the whole game, but yeah, um, Evan Parsons, uh, an avid listener of, ours has actually sent in a question while we've been recording here, and it's a question on many people's minds. Can Queensland come back in game two? No.
0: Look, I think they're going to be better, but yeah, I don't think they're going to win. I but can't see them. They, that's a massive reversal to be able to even get close,
1: really. Yeah, the um, thing, sorry, the only thing I'll say is that we say this about Queensland every year. Uh, yeah. And it'll be closer, and They'll get into a. Dog, they'll be able to drag it into a dogfight at some point, but then I don't know who's quite going to drag it into that dogfight at the moment. Um, you know, there's talk of Olam today. There's talk of, um, I suppose, Chambers. But they they need some people there that are going to, well, actually, make tackles will be the first the first problem, but uh, help them out as well. And if they're missing Welsh, then I think that that he's absolutely massive for them to be out.
0: Barn. Yeah, he was a big out when he got concussed. Um, as I said, I, I can't see them getting close. To be honest, I, I think at best they probably get within maybe 16 points. But I, I can't see them coming back anywhere near this New South Wales team if they can put, if they put the same effort up. But as you know, one, uh, two weeks in rugby leagues. Not not a long time. Anything can happen within a week. So,
2: yeah, I'm at the moment. I'm actually going to tip Queensland. I've just got that feeling at Suncorp Stadium. They're down. I I know that they're down big time, and they've probably not come back from something this big before. But in recent years, like even when Queensland have gotten up in Game One of Origin, and of course they've not won fifty to six. But people just have ruled New South Wales out instantly in the past two years, despite New South Wales not going on to win the series last year. They did come back and have a dominant game too. So it's going to be interesting to see how Queensland comes back now. I'm not saying they're going to dominate or anything, but right now they've still got the talent there on paper, at least where I could potentially see them winning this game. And if it wasn't at Suncorp, I'd be well and truly tipping New South Wales. But again, it's that Suncorp factor. Freddie Fittler's also yet to win as New South Wales coach at Suncorp Stadium. Um, But again, in saying that, I'm probably not thinking enough about how good that New South Wales backline has been. If they can replicate anywhere close to game one, then New South Wales win. So it's really up to those guys for me. Um, But at the moment, I've just got that feeling... And I probably will end up tipping Queensland, even though I'm not very confident
1: on it. But I've just a bit of a feeling in me. That's all. Uh, first of all, Ollie, can I ask you to turn that filter off? It's starting to do my head in. And second of all, um, <laughs> uh, Barn, your thoughts on uh, your thoughts on the game itself, because you haven't a chance to talk about that. And yeah, of course. Um, and then, yeah, we're two for both teams.
0: Yeah, well, Freddie'd never won there in Queensland are. either up until this um, coming Wednesday, so... Uh, but uh, New South Wales were pretty much close to perfect in this game. they they didn't do much wrong, if anything at all. And um, Queensland realistically only matched it for probably the five first five minutes of both halves and the last 10 minutes of the first half when they got a hell of a lot of momentum on the back of a few uh, ruck infringements and inside the 10 penalties back to back. And they got camped down on New South Wales lines. But um, even then, New South Wales didn't really look like being troubled at all. Um, there was a couple of nice uh, attacking movements from Harry Grant where they, they gave them a bit of trouble, but the only person that actually bent the line and caused any disruption in the in the defensive line was Mo Fataweka, who um, pretty much every time he carried it, he did bend the line. Um, whereas on the flip side, every time New South Wales pushed into that line, they either bent it or they just broke it to pieces. Like. It, didn't matter who had the ball in their hands, they were they had Queensland on the back foot as soon as they hit the line, and then it was play after play after play, it was just relentless. So I can't recall seeing anything like that except for probably when uh, Western Australian game last year when New South Wales did pretty much the same thing and then went on to lose the series the game after, which might come back to what Ollie was just saying then, but um. <laughs> Yeah, the, the tone was like the first set of the first set of the match. you had Teddy Turbo, Teddy Turbo, like and their outside backs were running into the teeth of the forwards and making meters. Like they weren't being stopped. They will getting quick play the balls, and then the next one would jump on the back of it.
1: Like, I, I, the, I think the that- question marks. That was a massive yeah, sort of, um, I guess, pull your pants down moment in it. Origins always right. Your, your biggest front rower takes the first hit up and gets smashed, and then, and then your, your second biggest you try takes to drive the, him back yeah, ten meters. And, and then they've yeah. gone. They've spread it right off the kickoff and, and Tommy's taken two, and they've gone. Oh, what are we up for here? And then they've gone left and right, back to right. It was. Yeah, I think that was just straight away they just went. Oh well, what are we going to do now? And it
0: was yeah, it was so quick. And they played pretty much like obviously I laid out the game plan that I wanted them to play to, and they. Played it to a tee. They just one two in punches in the middle and then spread it wide, and the Queensland just couldn't keep up with them. They were just way too fast. Uh, they played way too quick for to the Queensland team. The three question marks that were around the New South Wales team were Tarek Sims, and he just spent his night cutting people in half. Yeah, like some of those defensive hits that he put on were ridiculous. Considering he hasn't been in the New South Wales setup for a
1: while now, and that and ball passed through the blokes. Are, that's apart from Reece Welsh, who's thrown a ball like that all year Especially and he had though, two blokes hanging off him yeah. as well
0: like he punched his nose through the line and then throws the cut out the 2 the yeah. score in the corner and the other two question marks were Luai and 2 and 2 was brilliant he just did what he does every week just bouncing off blokes and continually effort after effort and Luai without being spectacular was really good he was exactly what they needed he got the ball out quick um, plenty of early ball on both sides of the edges um, when he did run it made impact um, same with Damien and he only had two runs in the game, but I think he got three tackle busts and a line break and a try assist out of those two runs. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... <laughs> It was such an impressive performance from the New South Wales team. I, I cannot see any way back for Queensland, to be honest, unless their forward pack just rolls, somehow manages to get some sort of momentum and rolls through the middle of New South Wales. But I
1: can't yeah. see it happening. Well, the question I put to both of you after the game was uh, who from that Queensland team would even make the New South Wales team? Uh, and well, I suggested probably mm-hmm. Harry Grant. And, uh, and yep. waker off that effort no waker. on the bench. Uh, I- and you might think about Fafida just on potential, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, so that's how dom- and maybe Munster instead of Whiten. <laughs> If he turns up, but he hasn't turned up for a few weeks now. I know he's been injured, but
0: <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played a lot of footy. So, did, on, Grant and Munster should both be better coming into the next game. Obviously, just due to a bit more game time and a bit more match fitness. <laughs> but
1: yeah, well, yeah, I thought I for, for know, a, bloke a lot hadn't of Played for a while. Harry did as played as well as he could have in that game. It was probably yep. this. And they missed the trick,
0: boy. They should have kept Mahoney in the team. I don't know why they let him go back to Parramatta. Now he's injured. He might not be
1: back at all for the series. So Yeah, they won't for the year. Uh, and, yeah, Ben Hunt didn't exactly turn edge today. Um, no. Yeah, New South Wales going strong because I think they probably put Crichton on the edge and put Cam Murray back to the bench. Um or can put Sims to the bench, but you may as well start Sims. And, and if you have Crichton also adding to, I guess, playing inside Littrell and giving you another option, a try scoring option.
0: They might even just put Crichton on the bench and.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Move but, Martin out. Yeah. But either way, it doesn't
1: hurt the team. Exactly. So uh, scary times for, for Queensland, but as we've said, they tend to bounce back uh, a fair bit more. Now, you want to launch the Oli Lewis medal, do you, hear Oliver? Yeah. Um, Barney is the one who coined that term oh, and came it? up with that concept. So okay. I will
2: hand over now to our statistician supreme, Barney Boy, to, I guess, kick off the
0: 3-2-1. Well, our normal 3-2-1 discussion is going to go behind closed doors for, for the rest of the season. So yep. we may as well go through with the origin and we'll give away, which generally is well, it's normally called the Wally Lewis medal. So we've got the
1: Daggy M. So I thought, why not the Ollie Lewis medal? We've got to find a Barney one. No. Named, yeah, after we'll the great, uh, named after the great Luke Lewis. Uh, player of the Our uh, player of the finals can be. Uh, <laughs> our player of the finals can be the yeah. Barney one. We've got to think of a name. Okay. Right in. so I'll have a think.
0: Um, I will. Really, there's only a choice in two, isn't it? For the three points, it has to be Latrell or Turbo. Yeah, I'll, I'll, depending yeah. on what way you want to go. Yeah. Um, it's- I'm probably I'm just going with Mitchell just because of the he did the early like he started yeah. making the inroads early. Um, most of his tackle breaks were hard like he did it on his own bat. He wasn't taking balls off people and running into holes. He was dancing around people or running over the top of people. But yeah, it's Mitchell or Turbo for three and two, and oh. then question marks for one. I've just put two O
1: in there because yeah. I thought his I think uh, performance was outstanding, yeah, I think especially on out the 2 two O for one. Um, yeah, I, I may have gone t- uh, Tommy, but I'm happy for twelve for three. He just had but Latrell. Latrell we didn't yeah. really talk about him, but he had spiders on him, and he made a point of owning gay guy for the night. But um. Even from his first, his first touch out of nothing, where he just went, took two blokes with him and put forty meters on, and that was that could have been the best game of footy he's played. Uh, just about the trail. Uh, he was outstanding. And uh, apart from beating up some, uh, but he's not the sort of player that beats up terrible teams because he tends to just um, he generally just floats out the yeah, back then. Yeah. About <laughs> he doesn't get then
0: as
2: involved as himself. As he's, happy com- to have he's his- one of those
0: competition blokes you know yeah. what I mean like when he comes up against the best he just rises to that extra level yeah, that's. It.
2: I've I've just had a brilliant idea. So uh, I take it we are going Latrell Turbo Tato, yeah. but uh, you know, talking about what a what a we can name after Barney. If the World Cup goes ahead, the usually the player of the tournament or the player of the year gets the golden boot, the, the golden Barney.
1: <laughs> Okay. We'll get to it down the track. <laughs> I think maybe something for player of the finals. So yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell Turbo, 2 Yeah, 2-0. Mitchell, Turbo, 2-0. Uh, yeah, and as we said, honourable, right, yeah. honourable mentions to Luai and even Cleary. The, the, the other thing um, about uh, having Turbo and Latrell in this New South Wales team, and I presume that'll be the case for quite some time to come, is it's going to actually add years to Teddy's body because he doesn't have to do the crazy stuff that he was doing last year and the year before. Uh, He can chime in when when he did, chimed in off Cleary once or twice, but he can inject himself when he needs to. He can now uh, add an extra five years to his career uh, without having to kill himself.
2: Just quickly on Tedesco, um, is he now the uh, permanent Australian New South Wales captain for you guys?
1: I'll suggest so. Yeah. Looking that way, And yeah, I couldn't imagine they're not going to captain Cleary in front of him for Australia, are they? So, let's say no, so. Well,
2: Yeah, well, Cherry Evans probably won't play for Australia, and he's the current Queensland captain, so mm. by default, it'd probably go Teddy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pretty and just much. quickly on um, on Ollie's note earlier, Yo, I don't think he got enough raps. Definitely not, um, especially when when New South Wales. Whenever their attack sort of did stall that little bit, he just jumped in and took it off his own bat. And he either just took it straight into the guts of the defence or he tried to link up something himself, running yeah. back a different angle, and he was tremendous.
1: And also just giving that – and it became easier as game went on, giving Cleary that bit of extra space because Cleary was never really pressured, uh, making sure he got clean ball. So it was, yeah, a, a pretty complete performance all round, obviously. So uh, okay. enjoyable night for New South Welshman. Wale- uh, Shall we get to round 14? Let's and, do that. Uh, uh, couple of days later, our season our season proper review. There's some sirens go off in the driveway. Uh, Manly, 50. next 50 of the week. Put uh, put on the Cowboys, 18. Uh, for about 10 minutes, I felt like a genius with tipping the Cowboys, and that was about it for me. Uh, what did the stats say, Barn?
0: Yeah, nine tries to three. Seven out of nine conversions played three out of three for for the Cowboys. 84% completion played 61. 37 out of 44 sets played 20 out of 30 sets. 220 post-contact metres extra for the Manly side. Nine line breaks to five. 52 tackle busts by Manly to 20 from the Cowboys. 10 offloads to nine. No force dropouts. No 40-20s. 271 tackles played 348. One ruck infringement to four. Two inside the from Manly won by the Cowboys. Three penalties conceded to seven. Eight errors to 13. Croker made 40 tackles. Gilbert made 38. Garrick with 324 metres. Valentine Holmes with 161 metres. Uh, Harper and Saab both missed four tackles. Harper... Made nine, missed four. Saab made four, missed four. Drinkwater missed eight tackles for the Cowboys. Dearden six, Holmes five, and there was plenty of others that missed four and three between them. Uh, DCE got 148 Supercoach points. Garrick with 106 and then two others before you got down to drink water on 77 points
1: you, you mentioned on uh, the preview show that DC could play in a dinner suit and be man of the match and well he did so um, he did.
0: <laughs> he absolutely he, did yeah three try assists I don't think he he did make 21 runs though which I thought was tremendous backing up mm. I know that he had a pretty easy night considering for the for Queensland like he he didn't do a lot in their attack, but 21 runs out of a halfback is amazing. Yeah. And 150 metres or something, I think it was.
1: And, and I've said it before that he's the best supporting halfback in the game, but even late in the game, he was there when they had a couple of breaks. He was the one in support, um, giving them options. He was uh, outstanding. His kicking was great. Uh, foreign was pretty good uh, on return, Uh I guess it's one of those games where everyone looks good. Uh, Ruben Garrick's having maybe his best season. I think he's been tremendous oh. since he came back into this team. Since probably the Tigers game, he's been outstanding. Uh, and Absolutely. obviously 300 metres speaks for itself, but he's uh, kickings back on track as well there. And um, I think, uh, and I really like um, Paseca and I really like uh, Ola Katara. Alakata uh, uh, that'll go into GT yep. spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> I think he's already in there. Yes, but... <laughs> he so he's gets another mention. Uh, and the only other one I'll mention for myself. Um, but uh, anyway, they're building a good Ford pack. But uh, Marty Chappell, two hundred meters, and I believe where the tackle. power was tremendous. Yeah. Um, so all the, they're the names I'll mention. They were really good there, Chris Manley. I still think. Uh, I, I still can't get my head around that Newcastle game beyond um, players being in Origin mode, uh, and. Yeah. Um, I still think they're a top four chance. I, I still think they're a better team than Souths, even after this weekend. Um, Barn, what do you think before we go, Tony?
0: we was just on DCE. Um, three try assists, twenty-one runs for one hundred and forty-five meters, thirteen tackle busts, two line break assists, six offloads, seventeen tackles, and no misses. Like that's a fucking like, tremendous performance from a halfback. Yeah. Yeah, he was—he was everything to this team. And Garrick jumped on the back of him. And as you mentioned, he had one of the best games I think I've ever seen him play. Um, the Cowboys started on fire. They looked like they were going to dominate this game. I thought it was—I thought the upset was well and truly on after was about seven or eight minutes when Drinkwater set up two two tries, and they weren't easy tries either. They, they were a good ball and a good kick to set up the first two. First two tries. Um but then the Cowboys the dumb shit just kicked in. They just yeah. started dropping balls, missing tackles, they had no idea basically what they were doing. And then Poseca and um Paseka and what's his old mate to power just revved it up through the middle, and they just started punching. Like the Cowboys were on the back foot for the rest of the game. Basically, after that first ten minutes, they were just getting steamrolled through the middle. Um, Manly's pack was just outstanding. They just completely dominated through the middle in this um, in this game. And Manly played with the te- the tempo that Manly played with. Once they got on top, the Cowboys just couldn't match it. They just the tempo was so much quicker than what yep. the Cowboys were doing. And they basically shit their pants and <laughs> didn't know what was what to do <laughs> after that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that left-hand side and attack was just brilliant. The right-hand side did fucking nothing apart from Olicatau. I think he caught the two kicks that were kicked out there and then Harper and Saab just stood there and watched the game yeah. <laughs> go by. Like, they didn't have to do anything, <laughs> Saab and Harper. So. Well,
1: and, and the thing, admittedly, with uh, Olicatau's tries, like, they were both soft as, as all shit, but um, still impressive enough. And, yeah, um, when They've gone to that sort of pandas play of the The kick to the The big forward for The half yeah, kick to the centre Second rower the second yeah. row Instead of kicking wider um, But yeah I agree Everything you said about Tempo's right
0: The oh. um, The DC kick DCE kick for Walker The little yeah. quick kick Into the backfield And then he just ran in And scored under the post Like with nobody Anywhere near him Whatsoever it That was, was, um, yeah, was That good. was a bit of a highlight For the highlight reels That one
1: It was a game to forget but, For Val wasn't it Yeah yeah, he went missing a couple
0: of times. But obviously on the back-up, that, that can happen to anybody. But um, he's been quite impressive up until Origin. But who knows now? His confidence could be shot.
1: is <laughs> still he don't know. Oli, what do you make of the game?
2: Uh, well, the first big thing I want to take out of the game is that if leading into any games, Daggy refers to one team as the better of the week, go the complete opposite way because now he's <laughs> Brisbane lost, and now he he said it for the Seagulls Cowboys game, and they lost. Yeah, I don't know what what was going on with the Cowboys. Like I, I was expecting a, a lot better, an effort. I think, obviously Daggy did tip the Cowboys, but I think we both had manly one to twelve if I'm not mistaken. So we were. In, anticipating a Cowboys side that would turn up. Um, and, yeah, Daly Cherry Evans just pretty much took control, led the side around the park, and it's made a lot easier as well when you have a, a Ford pack that's on fire. I mean, Lee's four-pack for me was on fire in that one.
0: <laughs> yep. Just on the back of that, um, Deedon's performance was less than underwhelming. Yep. Like that length of the field try from Garrick was a direct he just grubbed it straight to the fullback and uh, nobody was chasing it there was probably two or three different kicks in the game where he just kicked and nobody knew what was going on like obviously he's only just turned up so you need a bit of time to work with people but surely as soon as a kick goes the team goes with it like <laughs>
1: yeah uh- <laughs> I, there's players I want like there's players that have obviously Val in that, but um, Talungi, Hammers, uh, Taba, Fadaw, they're, yeah. they're gun players and they're very good centers. Uh, Hammers actually bigger than I realised. In my mind, he was he put I, some effort yeah, in too. they were they're both pretty good. Um, I also I don't like the Reese Robson rotation where he he gets pulled after fifty and we never see him again. Think, when they bring Granville on and yeah. he does nothing um, yeah. I think they've either got to work they've either got to work it better and and not play two hookers or work it better and at least have him on the field in a Brandon Smith role because I think Robson's a, a, a quality player that what well, he he, he once he goes off the field, Granville's not the closer that they need.
0: If they want to give him a rest, give him 10 minutes either side of the half-time yeah, break. that's right. Let Granville at, the, at him tired and then start the second half and then get off. Like yeah. he's, he's no, more, He shouldn't be playing any more than 20 minutes realistically.
1: But it seems like it's a thing now where, um, yeah, they pull him after 50 and then we never see him again, and I, I don't necessarily like that. Um, it doesn't help him. Do we need to talk much more about this? I don't think yeah. so. Uh, three to DCE, two to Garrick. Uh, no,
0: we, are we still putting them up,
2: or are we going to do this? No, no, we read them out. Course? No, we read. We, we, we just, just don't reveal. Yeah, we just don't. Because I've already. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I look-
1: Otherwise, Fisher-Harris has won. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we'll yeah, still – already um, know. We still need to talk no, about that. I just them. thought
0: we'd have the conversation outside, oh, no,
1: no. Of, the, no, no, outside no. of the show. So, If anyone if anyone really gives that much of a shit where they're going to keep score
0: <laughs> – They could uh, follow it. Good luck yeah, to right me. Because <laughs> I'm not. So uh,
1: so basically whoever GT tells us is going to win is going to win. So three to DCE, two to yep. Garrick, and, and and take your pick of one of the forwards to Pau Paseca or uh, Ola Katao. Uh, I gave know. it to Oli Katow, but, yeah, I'm happy with the other two as well. Oli? Yeah, I'll go with Ollika Tau to right. round us yep. out. Cool. Well, let's go with that. Three DC, two Garrick, one <laughs> Oli Tau. The second game of uh, the Friday night was the Sharks, 19, defeating the uh, no longer top of the table Penrith Panthers, 18, who were very, very ordinary for the first half. Uh, what did the stats say, Ben? extremely good in the second half, though. They were.
0: Um, three out of three tries for both teams. One out of three conversions for the Sharks. Two out of three for the Panthers. One out of one field goal for the Cronulla. And two out of two penalty goals. And oh, Penner have got one out of one penalty shots as well. Sharks completed at 95% in this. And it's really the only reason they won. Panthers with 87%. 37 out of... 39 sets, played 34 out of 39 sets. Four line breaks to three. 28 tackle busts to 33. Six offloads to 10. Two force dropouts by the Sharks, three by Penrith. Zero 40-20s, 339 tackles, played 357. Three ruck infringements from both teams. Sharks conceded seven penalties, Penrith with six. Zero inside the 10s for either side. Tolman with 48 tackles. Corussell with 51, Rudolph with 168 metres, and George Jennings with 233 metres. Chambers made 11 tackles and missed eight. Moyland made 13 and missed seven. And Burton was the worst of in He was made 16, missed four. And Kick and stains missed three apiece. Burton with 108 supercoach points, Molitano with 84, and Sean Johnson with 79.
2: What do you make? Uh, Well, Ollie, you
1: can go first this time.
2: Yeah, well, for me, for Cronulla, the forward pack was absolutely exceptional. Um, Just barnstorming in attack. You had three starting players getting over 100 run metres and two, two of the blokes off the bench, and it was actually Jack Williams and CSO for Talakai. For me, with that biggest impact coming off of the bench there, and again, the discipline. Um, the completion rate, they didn't really give Penrith too much of a sniff, which it, I know it's an understrength Penrith side, but in general, if you're going to be any chance to beat Penrith, you want to limit those errors, and that's what Cronulla did, and they got the job done in the end.
1: Yeah, I um, – well, it's the old cliche. This was a game of two halves because Penrith looked absolutely embarrassing for a half, I thought. Uh, I thought they had no – coherency. Burton's kicking game was uh, very ordinary in the first half Uh, and uh, Cronulla were pretty good. Uh, Sean Johnson apparently touched the ball more times than he has pretty much in his NRL career. Uh, Had 74 separate touches of the ball. His kicking was tremendous. Uh, Set up a lot of the Sharks stuff and uh, again, some clubs got to pick him up. Molitano was really good. Uh, broke plenty of tackles and got the and made plenty of important meters, and I thought Penrith um, looked lost for a long time. Tyrone May, for someone that's been in this set up for as long as he hasn't been in the full strength seventeen for as long as he has, he was very ordinary. Um, I don't know. He had no pace. Every time the ball got to him, the attack stopped, uh, and. Um, he was average, and it was only—I think—if Fafia doesn't give away the two penalties in a space of two minutes, uh, Penrith never get never get back in this game at all. But it gave them the confidence. They got a bit of coherency. Burton ran the ball a bit more, and second half looked as good as the hype. And um, probably Penrith nearly should have won the game. Um, Barney, what do you take away? out uh, I think's been miss I think he's missed his parties in crime the last two weeks. out I know he scored a try. Yeah, yeah he has a bit. He's been a bit quiet. I just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, because
0: he just sort of runs into the line rather than running the lines. I think he sort of gets told where he needs to be um, with Luai and Cleary in that team. Um, The... It was, as you said, it was just direct, it was enthusiasm and momentum in both halves. The first half, the Sharks just started with all the energy, enthusiasm, and um, that led to the momentum that just didn't get stopped at all in that first half. The, Sharks, uh, the Panthers just couldn't turn around that momentum that the Sharks had, and that was built directly off Rudolph. I thought Rudolph was probably one of the best players on the field, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in that first half. He was charging off the back fence. uh, And Woods. It's one of Woods' best games I think I've seen him play in quite a long time as well. And um, as you already mentioned, Molitano and Tracy. Tracy is – I – I was sort of bagging him out a little bit a while ago as well, but um, he, he's brought some serious energy this year and he's got good footwork and some good pace and, um, and he doesn't mind charging into him for a little bloke as well, yeah. you know, as a winger. So and he brings a lot. And um, Jack Williams, as you mentioned, Ollie, I spent, I've spent a year and a half bagging that bloke. So I've got to give him some props. So the last three, four games have been the best I've ever seen him play, I think. He's um, he's just putting in, he's got some aggression. He's having a go. He's got decent leg speed and he goes, he's been going really well for the last three or four games. (sighs) Um, Sean Johnson just adds so much to that team. I don't, I've, as I've said time and time again, I have no idea why they would want to get rid of him. But the bloke had 23 kicks for 604 meter, kicking metres. Then right. nobody else kicked the ball. Or Brayley kicked it once for a grubber into the end goal for a two-metre kick. Like, without Sean Johnson there, how do they how do they get down the other end of the field if nobody's going to kick the bloody thing? Because I know Moylan won't be kicking it. Yeah. And who knows if if Hyans will when he comes along. But And the second half was the exact opposite there energy enthusiasm out of Penrith, especially their forward charges with Leota and Fisher-Harris in that second half set up the um, the comeback. And Burton, when he, when he gets half a gap and he decides to put his head down and run, he's a serious threat to any defensive line. He's got good feet, he's a pretty good body, and he's got good pace. Um, he doesn't mind taking a hit as well. <laughs> I thought the Sharks were probably lucky that they held them out for that first 15 minutes in the in the second half because if they'd scored early, they probably would have lost by 10 or 12 points. To be honest, but they just they were able to sort of hold on just long enough to scrape a win out of it. And there was a wobbly old drop goal that went over, but got yeah. the two
1: points. So. The only, the only thing I want to say about Burt obviously he wasn't he, he seems a little bit I don't want to say one dimensional because he's obviously a good player uh, but he, his pet plays that right foot step back towards you know looking for that yeah, gap yeah. Uh, and that's Pretty apparent now, and, and he just gets a bit sort of anywhere when he when he's kicking in that sort of anywhere in his own half that's not in the opposition half that's not a direct um, grubber. He seems to just put the ball in the air. There doesn't seem a lot of, uh, you know, clever thought going into it. But um, yeah. outside of a good halfback, I think he'd be a very dangerous five eight. And if if Bulldogs do sign a Sean Johnson, that would be a very good combination. Uh, I
0: have to I have to mention Isaac Isaac Tago. Yeah. Yeah. I think he only got 25, 30 minutes, but he looked super impressive while he was out there. He's got really good footwork. He's got speed to burn and um, put a bit of size on that kid. He could be anything in the next couple of years.
2: Uh Yeah. yeah, well, a shout out to Trev, who I don't know about you guys. He, Tago's one of Trev's boys, who he's dealt with in the past, of course. Um, uh, one of our rotational co-hosts on here, and he pointed me in Tago's direction at the start of the year when he was signed to Penrith's top thirty. So I've been keeping a special eye on him whenever Penrith have had the the Fox New South Wales Cup game, and yeah, I've not seen him have a bad game as of yet. From what That's I've a seen, great
1: debut from him. Yeah. From what I've seen in the last two weeks, I honestly think once they get their stars back, I can't see how they can have Tyrone May on the bench. I would be looking to either have Targo or um, or Jermaine Hopgood, who I thought was pretty good as well in that seven. Uh, if there's room as that last rotation because, I yeah, I don't know. That was pretty average from May, I thought, and that's two weeks in a row.
0: I know we only saw 20 minutes of Tago, but I'd even be picking him over Hopgood, to be honest. I think yeah. he could probably do the same sort of. Uh, work in the middle if he had to but he's that pace and footwork that he showed and he showed it a couple of times but it was impressive
1: yep uh, oh I'm giving Sean Johnson three points uh, yep. two I think you have to give Burton two because he, he sparked the comeback yep. and Molitano one for me uh, any thoughts
0: I gave Fisher Harris one
1: just because um, he was
0: I thought he was probably the best forward on the on the field apart from maybe uh Rudolph, but Rudolph just sort of backed off in that second yeah. half. So, Ollie,
2: um, I'd love to give Muratalo a point, but I am going to go with Fisher Harris just because I feel like he probably put in that bit more, and it, it's obviously easier for that to be seen with a forward than with a winger. So, I apologise to Ronaldo for that, but I'm going with the fish.
1: No problems at all, boys. <laughs> Uh, I'll just give a, speaking of, you mentioned Trev there, just give a quick plug to the Western Sydney Rugby League Academy. Check out their Facebook page for their upcoming sports school holidays, camps, three camps available at Blacktown International Sports Camps, July 1st, 5th and 7th, ages 12 to 18 years. Boys and girls, welcome. Check that out on Facebook. That paid advertisement. thanks to Western Sydney Rugby League Academy. Uh, Roosters, 35, defeated the Titans, 34. Ollie, in a, uh, well, what's felt? Yep. <laughs> felt like a, a lot like a Tigers game. Play like shit for a long time, uh, make a miraculous comeback. back I you, and you still guys live. on this? Yeah, go for it. See so, ya. Yeah. Turn yourself back so into who's a, getting Ollie paid anyway? On. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Love job. Have you seen where I live? Uh, all right, let's uh, talk about um, stats, Barney.
0: Yeah, so it was six tries apiece, uh, five out of six conversions for both teams, one out of two field goal attempts for the Roosters. Eighty-four percent completion played seventy-nine percent for the Roosters. Thirty-seven out of forty-four sets played twenty-seven out of thirty-four. Six line breaks for both teams. Sixty-two tackle busts by the Titans played thirty-eight by the Roosters. Fourteen offloads to seven. No forced dropouts, all 40-20s. 300 tackles made by the Titans, 344 by the Roosters. One ruck infringement from both teams. Zero inside the 10 for the Titans, two by the Roosters. Three penalties conceded to eight. Eight errors to 10. And a sin bin for the Roosters. 42 tackles made by Proctor. 42 made by Jared Wirriar Hargraves. Uh Marski with, uh, sorry, uh, Marshew with 213 metres for the Titans. And Jared again with 221 metres for the Roosters. McIntyre missed six tackles. Taylor missed five. Wallace missed four. Crichton missed 11 tackles. And Keegan missed nine. Walker also made eight and missed seven. Supercoach points Fogarty with 150. Manu with 97. And Ikevalu with one hundred and seven. Who wants to go first? First 30 minutes looked like the Roosters were going to just completely run away with this game. Walker was was really good on his return. He was just hitting blokes on the test, putting them over for tries, left, right, centre. And, yeah, I was surprised Crichton's try got given to be honest. I thought that was a double movement. I thought Campbell had done enough to bring him down and then after he'd stuck his tongue out at him when he was running away and then he still had hands on him when he hit the ground. But I thought... Anyway, I was, I was considering okay that they, they took kick hours one away from him the night before. Yeah, that's true. I
1: really thought that... I thought he still would have slid if he hadn't tried to get up, but he propped himself enough, but it didn't happen. I... I have been more upset about stuff than that. Well, I thought Kikau's one was more of a try than... No, fair enough. Yeah, fair comment. ...than
0: Crichton's uh, one, to be honest. Um <laughs> And then, what did we have? Fogarty. Fogarty, what about that tap and go where he just ran past the trainer and nobody, everybody just stood there <laughs> and watched him? <laughs> he, um, he had two pretty simple tries, to be honest. Was just stupid defense and he just strolled on in and scored. But, um, yeah, and then as soon as that elbow came from Maskey where he jumped up, that was silly turned his back and hit the bloke with the elbow and got yeah. the sin bin. And then the Titans just started running all over him. I thought the Titans were going to win by about two or three tries there. The, way, the momentum for that 10 or 15 minutes, the Titans were just carving the roosters apart. <laughs> I Breaking th- tackles, scoring tries everywhere.
1: I thought that was the worst performance by... A twelve since the, well this year by twelve men generally the you know we've only really seen one or two tries they were they just went to absolute pieces once um, as soon as Didn't that Simpson happened that was such I've I do not think I've seen a turning point that big all year really yeah, um, Peachy
0: started popping up and terrorising them mm-hmm. the, their outside backs and their second rowers were just running over the top of people that <laughs> completely turned the game yeah. Um, and it wasn't because they were one short. It was just because they just were horrible in defence. And the Titans, actually, their energy did lift. It was a massive, like, they lifted their
1: energy massively. <sighs> yep. Um, ultimately, going. Ollie, you go first. Go on. Uh, if you don't I don't work. like Sam Walker anymore. <laughs>
2: I don't anymore. Uh, but look, in all seriousness, uh, the biggest highlight for me, and I ended up making a post about him afterwards, which we had a bit of a, a chat about, um, Joey Manu, just at fullback, next level performance for me in that game, just tore it apart. It was well, him and Sam Walker. Um pretty much control on the ship and Marty would have taken a lot of pressure off of Sam Walker coming back and allowed him to to really have a good performance. Um, he was just dominant at uh, Marjo as well. Uh, the performance he had, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him at the Titans but yeah, at the end of the day the Roosters were still the better team overall in my opinion. There was that 10-15 minute sort of period where the Titans just run rough shot and I I was, when they were up 34, 30, I thought, okay, maybe we have won this, but even like all the way up till that, I was was thinking the Roosters have got this, the Roosters will win. And in the end they came back and won. Uh, The big, the biggest thing that sucks for me is it's it's not going to be counted in the record books because the Titans didn't actually win the game, but technically the Titans still managed to have the second biggest comeback in Australian Rugby League history of 26 points because they actually did come back and get in the lead. Only problem is they then went on to lose the game anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the biggest thing I can say is Joseph Marnie, what a performance at fullback. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, um, so you, you actually made the case on your Facebook page that Joey Manu's in the top ten plays in the comp. Do you want to elaborate? Oh yeah, want to distance the big
2: and... thing. No, the big thing for me is his versatility. I've not seen him play a bad game in the centers, really, at least for a couple of years. Not seen him play a bad game at fullback. And you're you're someone who has said that to most clubs, Joseph Manu is a a pretty valuable fullback that they. Um, could be chasing if he marketed himself as a fullback, um, and at five eight two, uh, when he's been feeling it at 5.8, he hasn't had a bad game yet. Those are at least fullback and five eight two crucial positions, um, so it's that that versatility is key for me. Um, he's the best center in the comp at least, so that get that at least gets him near there. Uh, put it this way, feels from New. South Wales, Freddie wouldn't need to pick two fullbacks in the centers because one of them would be Joey Manu for me. And yeah, that that's the big thing for me for Manu's case for a top 10 player is that versatility, um, which a lot of star players don't bring to the same extent or they're versatile, but I'd say. The performances that they put in in each position aren't uh, as astonishing, I would say, as Joey Manu. Well, even look at that last pass when he hit Ikevalu on the
0: chest to get him back into, you know, to tie the game up. Like that yeah. was as good a pass as any five-eights thrown this year. <laughs> yep,
1: fair enough. Left to right too, which is, you know, most people are better throwing it the other way. <laughs> So do we just say that was a bad half from the Roosters or do we read more into that?
2: I, I don't think too much because um, you had Walker come off the field as well. Um, and you had off for a time too. So that weakened them and Walker was having a blinder and you know a lot of their momentum was off the back of him and Joey Manu. So when you take him out, it sort of snuffs it out a bit and the, the Titans were just, they capitalized on the opportunity when Marshy went off as well. Whether um, teams in the future, if the Roosters have a player off, are able to do so to the same extent. Some will, some won't, but it's also going to be how the Roosters react. But I think for the most part, they'll be fine.
0: I think there's, a, there is a few questions there, I think. I don't think I've ever seen Crichton as bad defensively That's as true. I did. I yeah. know, you know, like especially with a point to prove when he's trying to get into the Origin team. And then you've got him next to Sam Walker, if even if he is fit, who is probably one of their worst defenders in the comp. Only just only due to his size more than anything, but he gets targeted as all halves do. And their middles in, in that 15, 20 minute period, their their middles were pretty poor in defence as well. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from Jared, who was outstanding. But Um was Tupon, Yeah, just... There's
1: a few questions. I think he took a knock at one point. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He got yeah. um, get the HRA, yeah yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. I um, I suppose you've covered it. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, you, you forgive teams one bad game, but um, – you know, Crichton generally doesn't have 15 ineffective tackles effectively in a game. So um, two weeks off probably didn't do him any good and I'll say he'd be better for the run. And uh, Obviously,
0: they're down on troops as well, which doesn't help. But, yeah. yeah, I think their middle's probably been a little bit softer this year than it has been for a while.
1: So, Yeah, uh, takiaho being busted and not playing obviously doesn't <laughs> help as well. Uh, yeah, you, you, Jared was sensational. Um, you did touch on that, but I agree. Yeah. Um, was outstanding I'm going to give uh, and lastly you touched on as well just reinforce what you said about Marzu you found something there um, he looks it, like a serious prospect that yeah. way. So, he's a beast Yeah, uh, 200 plus metres and 7 tackle busts and um, we'll score plenty of points on top of it as we go through um, and he's about to go up. if you don't have him already he's about to make some money in supercoach this week So, uh, do you give Fogarty 3 or give Manu 3 I go
2: Fogarty three. I go Manu, but I think they're the top two.
1: I go Fogarty three, Manu two, uh, and either Jared or uh, Walker for I suppose Iced in that game one. Well, I had Jared at two, just because when you get the most meters and the most tackles for your team, I think you've probably done a pretty good job. Yep, that's one. Manu the one. Okay, happy with that. Jared two, Manu one to follow Fogarty three. Souths twenty four uh, defeated Newcastle ten. Uh, they were pretty plucky. Newcastle they you know weren't as bad as I thought they might be. They weren't necessarily great. But what does stats say?
0: I thought South were probably in third gear as well though, which probably enhanced what you thought, what you thought out of the Knights. But I,
1: I wouldn't. Have four wonder- tries to- yeah, I wouldn't have wondered what see what would have happened if Latrell hadn't played Wednesday. It, but anyway, <laughs>
0: four tries to South, two to the Knights, four out of four conversions. Played one out of two. Sixty seven percent completion for the South compared to eighty six for the Knights. Thirty out of forty five sets played thirty seven out of forty three. Seven line breaks to two. Twenty tackle busts to sixteen. Four offloads to six. One force drop out to two. Zero 40 20s, hundred fifty four tackles for South. Three hundred sixty eight for Newcastle. Five ruck infringements to two. Four penalties conceded to five. Sixteen errors by Souths and ten by Newcastle. Nichols made thirty eight tackles with 46, Mitchell with 192 metres and Daniel Siafidi with 161. Uh, Jacob Host missed seven tackles out of 30. Clifford missed four out of 17. Uh, Supercoach points. Alex Johnson with 124, Walker with 76, and Siafidi with
1: 67. Uh, yeah, I, I, the game was what we expected. Uh, we all said what was going to happen. It pretty much happened. Uh, Johnson benefited three tries from it. Cody put him over when he needed to. I thought Colin Matungi was pretty good. I thought he was the best of the forwards. Uh, Totola had a pretty hard crack as well. Yeah but uh, yeah just I felt it last few weeks when Colin Mutungi's run it feels like every run makes an impact um, yep. in a team that's still I still have concerns about their forward pack in, in big games against big packs uh, and I and Possession-wise and even field position-wise, it wasn't a Souths dominating the field position by any means this game. It was...
0: So Newcastle won this game in the middle.
1: Yeah, So and I think that's the. that's been what I've said all along and I still am yet to change my mind that I don't think Souths can win. Well, we've already said that we don't think we can, but with this forward pack, they're a long way away from the absolute top probably four teams, um, maybe yeah. even five if you include Manly. Yeah. Um, but they were good enough here. Did what they had to do. Uh, Latrell, even though I. But what I said earlier, he still had led the run metres uh, and was pretty good for what he did. He was well and truly cooked by the 75th minute. But um admire him for playing. Uh, and I like what um, Bennett said about him playing. He basically said, well, he's done bugger all for the rest of the year, so he may as well play again twice in two weeks. Um,
0: did you did you see it? When she goes, oh, did you think about giving him a rest? He's like, no, he gives himself enough rest out yeah, there. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he did spend a good 20 minutes of this game Walking around yeah. out the back just yeah. but they kick the ball and he'd turn around and start walking the other direction. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not chasing that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. back> he <here."
2: laughs> he's also had a month off this year too through suspension. So
1: he's That's right. right there. Uh what do you take out from the game? Barney, Me? Now we go Barney. No, Barney. Yeah, well, as I said, I thought Souths weren't in top gear.
0: I don't even think they were near top gear. And um, I thought they did struggle in big parts of this game. As I mentioned when you were saying, I thought Newcastle won the middle in this, and I thought their forward pack was much better than Souths. But um, their outside backs just aren't good enough. Um, they haven't been all season. You get Pierce and Ponga back in there, there's going to be games that they're going to win, but they're still going to have games where they're going to get beaten just because their centres and wingers aren't up to the class of other teams. Um. Their defense was better this week in the edges than what it has been, but I think that's more because Latural didn't get involved as much as he could have, and same with Walker. Um yep. South just had that little bit extra bit more X factor in their in their back line and that's realistically the only reason they won. Um Newcastle could have and should have probably won this game with the amount of time that they dominated the middle of the field, but yeah. Benji had an un- happy night at 9 he um <laughs> the trail ended up kicking him out of there at different points
1: yeah. go get out I'll do it like I don't know what happened there he's funny to watch now 9 he sort of goes in there and he looks over his shoulder left he looks over his shoulder right and he and he sort of I don't know what he tries to. he's obviously not a 9 but um I suppose they tried uh the young fella looked alright uh can't remember his name young hooker he, he was okay he was fine uh, yeah he
0: came on and did pretty uh, well Delos,
1: yeah, uh, uh, yeah. he was okay um yeah, I actually was disappointed Cody Walker didn't do more on a night. I thought he might have been licking his chops and he was happy just – I think they were just happy to get two points and move on. Uh, much else out of the game, Ollie? Uh
2: Well, a couple of players in particular. One, Daniel Safedi, You talk about uh, Newcastle's forward pack and for someone who I don't actually think had that good of a, an origin game for New South Wales, Safedi, he had an absolute blinder in this one for me. But – backing up uh, from origin. Another player, uh, Dom Young in his yeah. return to the Newcastle side, his second game, obviously I'd say his last 10 minutes against that game against the Tigers in round four had Newcastle supporters calling for him to go back to England, but um, he put in <laughs> he was an, an good, impressive yeah. effort. Yeah. Um, well, you talk about, you know, a defensive effort and an improved defensive effort. He did miss a tackle, but he, he made five. The only other player in the back five um, who I guess really had a, a huge, def- a bigger defensive effort was Kurt Mann, uh, 15 tackles. But again, he's someone who usually, you know, plays in the, in the middle and the halves and that. And he, he's a bit of a better defender than your average edge players. But yeah, those two guys in particular True. and um, Latrell, you know, we talk about him having a rest and probably not getting in. There as much as he he could, but he still had a, a really good. Oh, he made team. an impact, yeah, yeah and it, yeah, and that that's quite scary, to be honest. Like, yeah, wow, yeah. When he decides. He's going to run
0: over someone or run past him. It just happens pretty much every yeah. time he does. It's just whether he he
1: wants yeah. to do it or not. Yeah, and we've we've said enough. Like he's not going to be your fullback. He's not your Papinows and chasing every ricochet. He's not your um, Tedesco running every second hit Supporting up. Supporting every ball. Yeah. But he's gonna. He's still gonna. He's gonna have to play for twenty minutes and there's two try assists and a try in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Newcastle. Look, they will be helped by. I think they get Pierce uh, Hunt. Uh, who else have they been missing? Um, another, Ponga this week. And Ponga this week, so that will help. Uh, but, it, that, you know, we, we, we've said enough. Ponga's not necessarily a defensive fullback either. Um, Dominic Young, I agree, should get another crack, and will Hunt hopefully shores that up a little bit, giving – Kurt Mann stays in the centres. Look, at least that's a bit of – it's almost the Adam Dewey syndrome of he's got to just put someone else out that can tackle, and then so Kurt Mann's ended up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, end of the day, yep. South still had to do, and we all move on. Uh, look, three points to AJ, I guess he's hat trick. I suppose yeah. still got to give two yeah. points to... Uh, Cody Walker and one Latrell or Colomatungi, I thought but uh, any, any other ideas well, I gave
0: two to di- uh, Daniel Siafidi. I thought he was okay.
1: tremendous backing yep. up and he, um,
0: he was like the linchpin for that forward pack who dominated the middle as I said for pretty much the entire night and then yeah I had one point either uh, Walker or Barnett.
1: I don't understand why Barnett got pushed back to the bench, but he did. <laughs> I don't understand a lot of things happen in Newcastle. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'm happy. Sy- and Walker, I think that's fair. Yep. Yep. Uh, Canberra 38, Brisbane 16. Uh, Stats, Barn.
0: Seven tries to three, five out of seven conversions played two out of three, 86% completion from the Raiders, 76 out of the Broncos, 38 out of 44 sets played 29 out of 38, nine... Line breaks by the Raiders, two by the Broncos. 39 tackle busts to 29. 13 offloads to 24. Two force dropouts by Brisbane, 0-40-20s. 325 tackles played, 322. Three ruck infringements from either team. One inside the 10 for the Raiders, two for Brisbane. Six penalties conceded by both teams. Nine errors to 10. And a send-off. Tomoko with 32 tackles. Turpin with 47. Simmonson with 243 metres and... TPJ with 178, Whiten and Whitehead both missed four tackles and made 28. Alex Glenn missed five and TPJ missed five. Simmonson with 116 Supercoach points, Papali'i with 97, and then three other Raiders players before you got down to Selwyn Cobbo with 66 Supercoach points.
1: Um, I feel weird saying this, but um, I just have a feeling this might be Canberra's turning point. I think they might. Uh, take a little bit more out of this game Than, than uh, we might think I thought they found a little bit of coherency Puppy he looked back uh, He looked tremendous Corey O'Hara and I has been their best player I think, since he's come back And uh, he was outstanding until he got knocked out And uh, it was, I think it was Simonson's breakout game He was the best player in the field And um, We didn't see that one coming He was outstanding, I thought um, Barney, what do you think? I've lost my headphones here. Hang yeah, on. you plugged it. Ollie, what do you think?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on that yet for Canberra, but it looks like they've at least set themselves up, um, especially taking on a Dragon side next week that we'll get to. Um, but, yeah, Simmonson, what a performance. And I guess to... Fullbacks playing out of position, I guess you could say, with Simerson coming in and same with Herbie Farnworth. Look, he didn't have to do too much in defence, but he was at least solid uh, for what we got out of him. and um, Cobo as well, a great performance. With... Yeah, a, a great performance as well by and Cobo, who was impressive against the Dragons as well, I thought, for the Broncos. They've definitely got a a special young kid, it seems, coming through, so they'll probably lose him next year to someone. But um, yeah, Canberra as well, the four-pack probably coming back. He said in an interview after the game that he feels like he's finally got his head straight or something along those lines and uh, you know, it's obviously one thing to talk to talk, but I think at least in that game, he walked the walk, it'll be interesting to see how Canberra backs up next week because they are up against the dragon side that if they lose to they're probably still right down there. If they beat, it could get them well on the way um, to rekindling that momentum of
0: 2019-20. Barn, what would you take out of it? I thought the, the tone was set with the first try from the Raiders. It was pretty simple. It was three short passes and someone running a hard line and the Broncos were just shot to pieces. And he just, just ran straight past them and scored. Um, the Broncos' pack was probably better than the Raiders' pack as a whole but the dominant performances out of the out of blokes like Papa Lee and um Hawere and Ira were just like uh, c- compared to the best from the Broncos pack were so much better than anybody as an individual in that Broncos pack um yeah and then other than that there was there was nothing like um Carmichael Hunt was a passenger yeah <laughs> he did um, very little and what he did do was probably disturb their attack more than anything else. Um, There was times where it just came to him and everything just broke down and that was the end of the play. At times, um, the other fellow wasn't much better either, but um, he did have a much better game than Carmichael Hunt did. Um, The Broncos didn't look like scoring a point there for large parts of this game. It was generally through uh, Canberra's... Defensive errors or a bit of luck from that, like the the, the bat back to um to the halfback who dived over and scored the try in the corner there. But other than that, the Broncos' their attack is for most of this year is just ineffective. It just this; they don't look like scoring points so apart from a bit of brilliance
1: or a bit of luck. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still stand by on. the fact if you, if you if they find two good halves, which they're getting one. Uh, if they had a spine, they'd be close to a top six team because their forward back is pretty good. Uh, and what well, talk- was probably their best. Mm. He's, um, he puts in every week. I can understand why he's been made captain. To be honest, yep. like he just keeps backing up. Uh, we well, you talked about Sifidi. I thought House was sensational for the, the time he was the field yeah. um, in the backup role. And uh, at least they gave at least they're good enough to give him a rest once they knew they were they were fucked. Um, <laughs> But puppy, puppy. He said he's got his head switched on. He was, um, yeah. He showed what he had again, uh, and looked like every bit the premier prop in the game um, at times, especially second half. Probably more from that sort of twenty-minute burst in the second half, where they were able to put yep. the game away. Um, Hodgson had a bit more coherency this week, and they gave him most of the game.
0: It's very good. Um,
1: yeah. So you know, I, I I think there's positive signs. I think we don't necessarily need to leave them in the. In the bottom bin anymore, we can move them up slightly. Um, yeah,
0: they should be contesting for that seven or eight.
1: Yeah, so we'll see where they where they. You know, we've said that about a lot of teams, and we'll see where that kicks in. Anything else to add? For- was
0: was a bit underwhelming. He has been all year, realistically. Um, he's he's meant to be the leader in that attack, and um, he hasn't added. You know, considering he was a Delhi M five eight, or he was a Delhi M winner last year, and he was just setting up tries and scoring him himself whenever he basically wanted to last year. And he's not. It's, he's nowhere near that level this year.
1: It doesn't look like being um, does he? Like he's not. Nah, no, nope. When he runs? He's not. Yeah, I think just, there was
0: one or two games there where he looked quite good, but other than that, out of the other out of the other 12 games, he's struggled. Um, Tessie knew. I don't understand why he got dropped. He looks like a serious footballer. He's got some good footwork and some good pace, and surely they've got to find a spot for him somewhere in that team.
1: Well, they end up playing halfback for, uh, fullback for, for all that game, actually. Most of the game, yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, what can you say about Brisbane? You know that they've where can,
0: to for the Broncos. They've
1: Arco oh, They're going to probably change your halves again this week. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, what do you say that they? You may as well just play some, go and find some twenty-year-olds and give them a game of first grade now, because um, I don't know what else they can achieve this year, really. Well, that's of, the thing. The halves that they're
0: bringing in are thirty. 30- we're That's in, right. what 37 or
1: something like, so how, how can that be an answer particularly if you know you've got Reynolds coming go and find someone that can that he can work with for a year you're not going to they've mm. obviously got their whole their whole mindset is they're going to buy the way out of this and it's just not going to happen unless you're going to go and snaffle up Sean Johnson tomorrow or Corey Nor- Corey Norman might be the one that ends up back there might be the way it's yeah, going you're right
0: they need something
1: you may as well got
0: very little in those halves, and they've got rid of Dean now. Who was meant to be their young bloke coming through? Yeah. I don't know if they've got anybody else behind him. But
1: well, when um, because even for South Logan, wasn't it Hunt and um and Dean Kelly and Kelly? So they don't even. How can you get? I don't understand how can that club can get to a state where they have no juniors. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, anything else to add out of this game? Yeah, like I said, I'll just reinforce my rep for Simonson. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, and he could, was brilliant, yeah. And give him th- – I'm actually giving him three points. Uh, two to he one to Corey Ira, But any objections?
0: I had three for Papa Leattie, uh two for Simmonson, and
1: one for Hodgson. But Okay, yeah, okay. Ollie. Uh, yeah, I'm
2: happy with the combination, at least with Simmonson, Pablighi. I'd say it'd have to be the top two for me in there, and you can chuck in one of those other blokes at, at one.
1: Thanks for settling that for us, Ollie. That's he's good. The Marco was actually really good
0: on yeah, he Taboo. Was, he he was looks a like a young kid who goes
1: alright. a um, I think this is one of those Give it to Simmonson. Simonson three. Who didn't give up? two. <laughs> Hodgson, um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, fine well, with Hodgson. Hodson or Tomoko. I'm fine with Hodgson. Uh, or Gula. Emre Gula was really good. He, he was well, good, actually. Yeah, we'll uh, actually, go no, go, uh, Gula. Gula. Yeah, Gula. No, he was, yeah. he, he was good both halves. Uh, Storm 42, so let's just uh, clarify that. Three to, <laughs> three to Simonson, two to Papi and one to Gula, after all that. Yeah. Storm 42, Warriors 16. Um, this was a contest for about... 15 minutes and then um, it wasn't. So, uh, Barney, what does that say?
0: Three tries to seven, one out of three conversions for the Warriors, six out of seven for the Storm, a penalty. Uh, One out of one penalties for both teams. Seventy-two percent completion for the Warriors and eighty-six for the Storm. uh, Twenty-six out of thirty-six sets played. Thirty-one out of thirty-six. Two line breaks for the Warriors. Six for the Storm. Twenty-eight tackle busts played. Thirty-one. Ten offloads to five. No force dropouts. One forty-twenty for the Storm. 347 tackles for the Warriors played 288. Zero ruck infringements from the Warriors, four from the Storm. One inside the 10 for the Warriors, three for the Storm. 10 errors to six. Torhu Harris made 51 tackles, Brandon Smith made 32. Mamalo with 168 metres, and Jerome Hughes with 162. Egan missed five tackles, and Montoya missed four. Jesse Bromish. Made six tackles and missed four, which is completely unusual for that bloke. And Munster missed four. Mamalo with 105 supercoach points. Uh, Hines with 87 and Grant with 83.
1: I um, cannot you say how strongly I believe Brandon Smith is the form hooker in the comp right now. He was absolutely sensational. Again, uh, even in those early parts, he was outstanding. And then when he moved to small forward, he was maybe better. I thought he was great all game and uh led them but you know we're only going to say the same stuff we say about storm every week nico Hines chimed in when he need to they got you know add a car out in the wing munster was underwhelming again busy kicking blokes uh jerome hughes was, hughes was very, very very good again um and harry grant when he came on was harry grant so i think it's scary so and they've still got obviously their Ford pack to come back but um i still think it's scary signs for other teams i think they're they're the team to beat and um they played like it again on the weekend. Uh, what you, did you get to see much of this game again, Ollie, or you you didn't watch? Yeah, it? Um, well, Jerome
2: Hughes was the the big standout, at least for me. Obviously, the like Brandon Smith as well. Um, but it was the complete performance, and it's backed up by the stats over a hundred running meters, I believe. You know, for a halfback, and he is a running half, but he got a, himself a try assist as well, and made twenty tackles and missed zero. It was a perfect record as well, which we don't necessarily see from Harbs overly often. Um, but again, the Warriors, um, I mean, their edges were okay in attack. They they seemed solid when they were able to get going. Marlowe was obviously the standout with the three tries he scored, um, playing himself into form right before he. Leaves for the Tigers, which is nice because it's probably his best performance since 2019. At least we obviously didn't get to see much of him in 2020 because he went back to New Zealand. But um, yeah, I guess positive signs there. But for me, it, it was the it was the Hughes and Smith show. And I know, I know you know you bring up Cam Munster kicking people in that and how he's been injured recently as well. But I don't think he's had the best season in general. Like even before that, he was okay, but definitely not to the to the standard you'd expect. And I get that Jerome Hughes has taken his game to another level and is playing a lot better than him, but I don't think that's having the impact on Cam Munster's form necessarily to the extent that we would guess if Munster's not playing well and Hughes is because I still think there's plenty of potential um, for Munster to, to sort of take the game by the take the game by the neck and take control, but he's just not really done that this year.
1: The thing is he only needs to turn up on grand final day and he can win the comp for him. He can turn up and actually tear a team apart if he wants to. Um, he just got to get there. Uh, Barney, what do you take out of the game?
0: Yeah, I thought the first 15 minutes was a pretty average game from both teams, to be honest. And I think that's realistically why they didn't get to 60 or 70 points to storm. Um the Warriors just don't have the X-Factor unless Nick is getting gaps and running himself. Um, and obviously, without Walsh this week, you can see a bit what a massive difference it makes to their attack without yeah. him in there. Like he's only been Chanel there for, what, help. four games, but like what he's done in those four or five games that he's been there. Um, after that first 15 minutes, it was just 65 minutes of dominance from the storm, basically. Um, my highlight of the game was... Um, Chanel just shredding cheese yeah. like on the <laughs> under the post there. Like that shot was fucking tremendous, especially out of a halfback on a small running forward. And he was yeah. just
1: he was running flat stick into him. The thing was that um, <laughs> he
0: got under the ribs. Everything and, about that
1: was perfect. Like Hughes's ball was perfect. Uh, Cheese's yeah. line was perfect, and the tackle was perfect. It was just like he scores that in probably twenty games out of twenty six this year. He scores under the just pace, Got but... absolutely belted. Yeah. But um, the
0: Warriors front row, both on the bench and their starting front row, the, those four blokes were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I know Fenua F- F- Blake was okay, but he's just just come back. But the other four, they they may as well not have turned up. Like between the four of them, they did one person's job. They they just got absolutely dominated by a Melbourne pack that had. Jesse Bromwich have probably his worst game he's had and only played 20 minutes
1: yeah, yeah. so <laughs>
0: it was um yeah considering how good their pack's been all year I was um yeah I was very underwhelmed with the the pack out of uh out of the Warriors their back row did okay like Tolio Harris does it every week and <sighs> Uh, Curran looks like he's in the similar mould. He just seems to turn up most weeks and put in a good performance. But yeah, they were never, never even close to getting into this game, and probably could have been beaten by more.
1: Yep. Um, I don't think we need to add a lot longer. Do we? Um, Look, it sounds like you're going to all lean towards Hughes for three, which I'm fine with. Uh, S- yep. Smith two and one two
2: cheese
1: two yeah cheese you 2 you got to give one to Marlow, don't you ah uh, yeah we'll give one that to Marlow. Marlowe
2: yeah
1: um, and you mentioned like worries well, not having much but um and he misses out on one this week I was here but like RTS tries to play four positions when they don't have anything he just throws yeah. himself at the ball and. He's he's um he might be the most underrated player in the game to be honest. even though he's leaving, but and the Harris
0: Tevita that... injury didn't help as well with yeah, the continuity in their backline. But yeah, that they they just had no attack in this
1: game whatsoever, and they need to build it through their forwards most of the time, and that didn't happen. So uh, eels forty tigers twelve at uh, Bankwest Stadium, which now makes it zero for six uh well 6 from 6 for the eels against the tigers at bankwest um what no, does Dad say <laughs> the
0: stat you want, isn't it? Yeah. Six tries to Parramatta, two to the Tigers, six out of six conversions and two out of two for the Tigers. Two out of two penalty shots for the Parramatta. 83% completion played 71. 39 out of 47 sets played 27 out of 38. Eight line breaks to four. 46 tackle busts to 20. 15 offloads to 10. One forced dropout by Parramatta. 306 tackles played 334. Five ruck infringements to Eight. Zero inside the 10 for Parramatta, one for the Tigers. Four penalties conceded to nine. 12 errors by Parramatta, 14 by the Tigers. Two sin bins to one. Lusick with 46 tackles. Little with 45. Nathan Brown with 159 metres. And Talau with 166. Uh, Moses missed three of 10 tackles. Dewey missed, made four and missed six. Little and Walters both missed seven tackles. Supercoach points. Moses with 112. Gutho with 97. Three other players before you got
2: down to Jacob Little on 69. Ollie? <laughs> a great performance. Uh, two players in particular I want to highlight. One, Regan Campbell Gillard in the Ford pack. Um, a monster performance, not too unlike his 2018 that he had at Penrith, probably his best season thus far, one of those performances. And um, Mitch Moses, he loves a blinder against the Tigers doesn't he? Uh, Just just an amazing show from him, uh, well and truly in control of that side in the game, but again uh, I'm not ready to jump off the narrative that he might you know, just be putting in the performances to get that contract signed because since he's now signed it it's his first good performance and again it, it's against the Tigers so we'll see how he goes from here um, and Gutho just being Gutho
1: Mitch Moses is the best player in the comp for turning a 20 point lead into a 40 point lead and that's the only time you need to worry about Mitch Moses uh, we won't see him off Nobby's um, come finals time but he's we'll very good at what he does when, they- when he's got his tail up w-
2: when they are versing the Tigers as well, uh, they usually have the opportunity to turn a 20-point lead into a 40-point lead too. So
1: Exactly. There
2: it is. Um, Barney? Tigers just got belted out of this
0: game, especially through the middle. Like, yeah. Para's pack wasn't great, but it was a hell of a lot better than what the Tigers forward pack put up into this. Then Para just had complete control through the middle of the field. Um, Papa Lee with 12 tackle busts, like, on that on that left edge, gave them a hell of a night out there. Um, Parramatta just ran harder and played smarter and defended shit-tons better than what the Tigers did. This was probably one of the Tigers' worst performances of the year, I thought.
1: It was the worst um, from the – Definitely the worst from the forward pack. I thought the forward pack would uh, be a bit more up for this. Uh, didn't help. I think there was – I think you said there was eight set restarts. Six of them seemed to happen in – Space of about 20 minutes. Space of five,
0: yeah, yeah, 10, 15 minutes, yeah. And then,
1: um, um, and then the Mickey Mouse sin bin and then uh, Jacob Little with four. Basically, every time we had momentum, he dropped the ball, uh, which, yeah, you know, yes, I, I don't mind him as a Doesn't player, help. but uh, he killed every time we had an attacking um, raid off his own bat there with uh, an unforced error. Um, so we, we, it just felt like the game passed us by. Uh, oh, it, Tigers
0: are on the back foot for the majority yeah. of this
1: game. But you know, um, like you said, kudos to the Parramatta forward pack. Uh, I thought RCG was good. Um, mm-hmm. Nathan Brown was coming off the back fence. I'm uh, starting to get sick Pupley. of him. Yeah. Every time Nathan Brown gets tackled, he wants to roll around and win. just starting to annoy me. just um, <laughs> has been happening for years. Yeah, I know. But uh, anyway, he <laughs> was good. Uh, Papa was absolutely sensational. I thought he was... He had he had a, a quite few weeks, but he was back to his best there. Um when that's all happening, it lets Dylan Brown look good, lets Mitch Moses look good. I want to – we're the first to podium. him. Obviously, we will mention the first to pot him, but Waka Blake was good again, and Opaček was good. So. It was, yep. Uh, that's it, it for was me.
0: probably um, only four or five blokes from the Tigers that rated a mention. Little, Brooks, and 12 were the best three out of that pack. And then yep. you had Stefano and Safar. Yeah. Safar's growing into um, being quite a good back rower. Um, I think he'll end up probably starting by the end of the season, but we'll see how we go there. The rest of the team had question marks around it. Um, Paramount had a couple of disappointing players, but as a whole, they were their team was good. Yeah, much better than the Tigers. Um, Dewey had a day out. I think that's the worst game I think I've ever seen Dewey play. But
1: <laughs> I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm at the point now. He, he can't you can't just play him in the centres. He, he's our best player at six. He should be playing at six and. Um, I I don't know if he's a bit lost out there or he just had a a bad day, which maybe he did.
0: I think he gets cranky because he's not getting
1: his hand on the ball as uh, much as he wants to, to be honest. I think they want to keep him away from Brooks to let Brooks do what he does, but it's just not working. And Billy Walters, you know, it was okay. Um, Defensively, not great. Mm. Uh, And buys not the answer. So I think you've just got to put, put him back there, get Mamalo in there and move on. We Mitchell Moses, six?
0: three points. Papalii with two, and Gutho with one.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I gave Papalii three, but um, only because fuck Mitchell Moses. Um. <laughs> But I thought I thought probably he was good, but either way, obviously I can't argue that. Uh, and I want to give honorary mention to Waka Blake, um, yeah. who had you for two weeks in a row now, and even the para fans don't like him. But he, I think he's been really good since he's come back, except for the fact he doesn't. The first like game
0: passing. he came back wasn't great, no. but the last two, yeah, he's but, been good. Yeah, he killed Sivo he, off he a does couple not, of times. Sivo probably not, could have
1: scored a couple of more tries. I think Sivo <laughs> should have scored the first two tries untouched if he passed the ball. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. We're two for the Tigers. They're still the Tigers. Melbourne will pull 50 on this week, and then we'll worry about playing Brisbane after that. Uh, oh, you know yeah. what will happen? They'll look really good and nearly beat Melbourne but lose, and then they'll verse the Bulldogs or something and lose. Yeah, we've got Brisbane the week after, and Brisbane will beat us. And yeah. So anyway, whatever. I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> wrapped up the round uh, with the Bulldogs, speaking of which, 28 beating the Dragons, who were absolutely atrocious cost me a full round six. Yeah. Did it really oh, Wow Well yeah. done. That's nice tipping um, <laughs> t- Stats Have you had time to do these We
0: have done them, yeah. So we got four tries to the Dogs, one to the Dragons. Three out of four conversions to one out of one for the Dragons and three out of three penalty shots for the Dogs. 93% completion for the Bulldogs, 68% for the Dragons. These might change a little bit, as you know. Like, I've just taken the stats as soon as the game's finished, so they do update them a little bit later. Uh, 43 out of 46 sets played, 26 out of 38. 180 post-contact meters extra for the Dogs, which I thought was a big one in this game, considering... The Dragons forward pack should should be much better than the Dogs to be realistic. Um, four line breaks to one, 35 tackle busts to 16, Eight offloads for the Dogs, three for the Dragons. Zero 40-20s and zero four strapouts dropouts. 299 tackles made by the Dogs and 445 made by the Dragons. Zero ruck infringements to five. Three inside the 10s for both teams. Four penalties conceded by the Dogs, three by the Dragons. Four errors to 12. And a sin bin to the Dogs. Jackson with 39 tackles. McCulloch with 62. 218... 218- <laughs> I've done it again. Can't read my own handwriting. 218 metres from... Oh, Meany, that's him, from the Bulldogs, and 129 for Willie Army. Hopper missed three uh, missed three missed tackles. Laurie missed six, uh, and Willie Army missed four. Avarillo with 106 supercoach points. Elliot with 91. Two other players before you got down to McCulloch on 63 points. I don't know how that works, considering he made 62 tackles, but... We'll see if that gets upgraded in the next couple of days. Coming.
1: Yeah, well, Barney, you got me in the draft in, off Jack Bird's last run where he had fucking four tackle busts in in one run. So that's heaps good. Uh, and me captaining e- Matt Dufty who got his Dufty on.
0: Um, oh, we'll see. They'll change those points.
1: Right, probably yeah, end up getting me. I don't think any of those are getting any more points. Um, yeah, okay. I had Beal and Matt Dufty. I'm going well. Um, Energy and effort from the Bulldogs yeah. was tremendous. I thought they were great. Uh, The first 20 minutes of this game was, I thought this would be the worst game of the year, but then the Bulldogs actually clicked into gear and looked um, <laughs> yes. really good. Uh, Energy was great. This was their best performance by a combined forward pack all year. I thought uh, Jackson Easily, was great. Yeah. Uh, Matt Durie had his best game of year. And Adam Elliott took eight blokes with him when he uh, scored a try. So, um, Heatherington, and Heatherington was good. Um, so as yeah, a combined yeah. pack, that's and we said, I you know, going back to the bowl prediction show, I said there is something there if they get it together. And for once, they got it together. Jerry Marshall King helped some nice clean ball out of dummy half and uh, a couple of nice runs from him. He looked pretty dangerous, and everyone looked better as a result. Um, Nick Meaney moving back to one, he doesn't – every time he's gone back there, he's looked good, um, yep. Nick Meaney. He's got more pace than the rest of them, and uh, that worked as well. Uh, and I'll let you elaborate a bit more, but uh, Avarillo as a result was great. It was tremendous. Um, very good effort from them against a very, very ordinary dragon side who uh, it probably showed up exactly why they haven't re-signed Dufty. And um, <laughs> a bit of concern if Especially Duff- that
0: try on the that one on the try yeah. line where yeah, he yeah. just – ran way past the bloke who was getting the ball and trying to get the outside man and he just walked past him and scored next to him. Yeah. Like That was a really bad read considering the bloke's meant to be the fullback telling people where to set up in defence. But, um, there's been, there's probably been five or six games this year where the Bulldogs have completed this well and made, you know, bugger all errors. But they haven't been able to they haven't been able to conjure up any points whatsoever. But today they did. Um, and it came off the back of Avrillo and Jeremy Marshall King. They were the two blokes that were setting up the ball playing. Um, Wakeham had one of his better games, but I still cannot understand why he's playing seven, mm. to be honest. Um, I did watch <laughs> young Flanagan in the reserve grade game today, and he was probably not anything better than <laughs> what Wakeham put out today. So maybe there is something behind that, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not sure Wakeham's the answer either, but you've got Burton coming in there. The, the Dragons were dreadful. Yep. It just had to be one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen this season. They were as bad as when they played the Sharks yep. a couple of weeks ago and we said it was the worst game in the world. Well, and this one, you know, could have been if the dogs played like they normally do, but they didn't.
1: I can't – I actually have nothing positive to say about – except for McCulloch making 60 tackles. How can you take anything else out of anything on anyone? Vaughn's fallen off a cliff. Um, Josh oh, Kerr doesn't – wasn't too bad today. Did you, Josh Vaughan Kerr was doesn't – their best forward. Yeah, true. Kerr doesn't get enough minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, he doesn't. And the rest, I don't even want to talk about. Like... Well, Bird's probably the only other one that showed anything today.
0: And mm. yeah, but.
2: Ollie, <laughs> yeah, you've got some serious problems. Ollie? Uh, well, you bring up Canterbury's four pack, and I think, you know, for a pack that we've been putting shit on all year. It was a great performance. Luke Thompson's probably happy he got to, you know, have have a bit of a rest, I guess you could say, but he he really didn't because he still had a performance. He still put in. He was great. He had had some help for once. He just wasn't uh, carrying six pot plants with him. (laughs) Exactly. But um, one player in particular from the Bulldogs, Nick Meany, was on fire. Um, He had a blinder of a game, and it's interesting. I heard light... um, whispers yesterday that apparently Melbourne are interested in Nick Meany uh, mm-hmm. for their auto car replacement. So maybe Meany's got wind of that and had can a blind so coats? he can leave the Bulldogs. and. They saw they have signed Coates, but I, I don't know. But, uh, Manny's mean he's also a, a bit of a versatile player. Would probably start off in reserve grade, but he could be a well. The, the a, thing is a, that a from they, they are
1: losing Nico Hines, so they need a they will need a fullback as well. When if Pap yep. Nowsen's going to be on representative duty and the like. that's true. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, I don't actually know what the Dragons' plan is now because if you get Dufty's going, Norman's going. Uh, they've got wraps on that. Is it Sloan, Amone, or Sloan, Isn't it uh, the reserve grade young fella? It S- No, no, yeah, another one. Amone, like Amone, um, Amone yeah, was, Amon was oh, in yeah. the halves. Amon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Talatau, Amone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, <laughs> but <laughs> they they're probably going to have to pick up a pick up a unless they get a Sean Johnson or a. It's only Sean Johnson left, really.
0: Well, they've got Kloon sitting there in reserve grade, who's probably as good an option as
1: Norman to be real. Yeah, but maybe. Does Does Corey Norman um, kick stones for the rest of the year, and this team just keeps going backwards, or does he try and play for a contract?
2: Well, I hope the the latter because he has had, as we've said before, a decent season. He wasn't even, was even
0: that bad today, and no. neither was not. Yeah. It was mm. the halves definitely weren't their problem. Yeah. Was everybody else that was their problem yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> even though the like the dragons scored the first try, but I didn't think I didn't even think that they were at any point in this game that they were going to be the winners in this game.
1: No. Well, they were owned. Even from though the, they scored that first try, they were owned from the first minute, and then um, they were repeat setted back into the game. Basically, uh, the dragons, and then it, it, at least the ledger bounced out, and the best team won. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do we need to talk about this anymore?
0: I was Averillo's realized best performance, of, I think, of his career today. Mm. To be honest, um, he was brilliant. And Jeremy Marshall King, he's been much maligned. A lot of people put shit on him in there as hooker, but he's a better, definitely a better option than Katawa oh, in there at, at number nine. That's for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. No, nah, mate. There's not much else to say. To be honest, I, yep. I didn't. I didn't think Jackson deserved to go to the bin.
1: But no. 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 <laughs> uh, what? Well, yeah. That and the um one in the Tigers game was but they were both jokes. Um Sean blow Bloor. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not sure what he did wrong, I, even watching the replay, but anyway. Um Yeah, so good for the dogs. Hopefully they can that, that, if they play like that with that intensity, they'll beat Brisbane, and they'll beat a couple others. It was Elliot's best game of the year. Yeah, agreed. They
0: might even yes. They might even get um Broncos to win back
1: to back spoons and
0: the yeah. dream. Lives on.
1: <laughs> uh, and Josh Jackson, 3 but he was great as well. So um, they all stepped up and um, they were good. Uh, three points Avarillo, two points Marshall yep. King. Who are you going to give yep. the one to? Thompson or Meany or Elliott, Elliot? Elliot. All right. Elliot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One to Elliot. Uh, just before our time runs out here, we will get to. You've got a peanut of the week, Ollie.
2: I do have a peanut of the week and uh, it's sort of a bit of a sad one because it's someone I am good friends with i'd say uh, a fellow page a podcast um you guys probably already know what i'm going to talk about but it's just too peanutable for me to let go so i must apologize to this person who will remain nameless but um it's to do with the cam munster Liam martin situation of course cam munster getting fined for kicking Liam martin in yes. origin this person then went on to put onto well first they actually commented on my post about it and said well what about Liam martin's punishment for the late tackle. First of all, late tackles happen multiple times every game. If we're penalising them all the time, then, I mean, the game would get very slow. And usually the reason why they let go is because the risk of injury is quite low. Players rarely get injured as a result of it. So I don't really think we need to worry about that, especially when um, Cameron Munster replied with the kick.
0: It's origin, unless you're taking the legs out or the head out. It's game on. Move on.
2: Yeah. Well, I've got the exact post now that this person would go on to upload. And the post is Liam Martin goes unpunished, unpunished for blatant late tackle on Munster. And in the description, they say Cameron Munster is on the judiciary chopping block for reacting to a blatant late tackle from Liam Martin while Martin goes unpunished. So I don't want to like bag this guy out too much because I, I read through the comments on this post and. He got a flogging. Let's just say, um, as I unfortunately understand a bit, but yeah, has to be peanutted for this week.
1: I've got a peanut as well. Just a quick one. All the idiots that yep. going on about the arrogant thing in the game. Like honestly, fuck off. Seriously, it's I, well, there's but Australian <laughs> sport in general has this massive tall poppy issue. But um, I didn't see anyone saying gutho was arrogant yesterday after his patent blokes on the head. I didn't see anyone saying like you're allowed to. I want to see the best players in the world think they're the best players and they're allowed to think they're the best players because that's what makes them the best players. Um, yeah. for, like, for eight years now, I've whinged about Cam Smith and uh, Billy Slater carrying every time they score a try on Origin and now they're worrying about the Jerome Luai thing. Like, fuck off. Anyway, that's my pop plant. Let the players enjoy themselves.
0: Well, more emotion, mate. When you, That's exactly right. Yeah. When something
1: goes your way, you fucking you yell and scream and yahoo and it's just the way it is. Exactly. Move on. Yeah. Um, Speaking of pot plants, though, do you have one, Ollie?
2: <laughs> pop plant, I am going to pop plant the Dragons. Barney?
0: I'm going to pop plant Dewey. As yeah. I said, I thought it was his worst performance that I've ever seen him have, even when he was at South and he had a couple of stinkers there. But <laughs> 54 minutes, seven runs for 35 metres. Uh, he did make a tackle bus, but he made four tackles and missed six, and then there was two pretty bad errors there as well. So. <laughs>
1: I want um. to. There was a couple in in line. Well, Dragon's made a late play for me, but Ollie stole that. Um, but uh, I'll make uh, Tyrone May and an extension of that. Uh, Charlie Staines, like, Charlie Staines is now well-exposed and he adds very, very little to that team when he's not walking over for tries, I think. Uh, but Tyrone May, every time they went to him in attack in that first half, the whole attack, the, the whole game stopped. It fells apart. And then yeah. um, to not chase Matt Moylan down, like, honestly. So he well, that gets was the funniest play-
0: thing of the weekend. I laughed my ass off. Like, he <laughs> was Moylan was making ground on him and he was looking around going who's going to catch yeah. <laughs> me <laughs> and he was running away from Tyrone uh, that
1: was um... he
0: can't run away from Jared Wallace so Fucking
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs> but uh, like I said I, I um, yeah I, I would now be looking to have other players even come off the bench apparently after those two efforts back to back Slap of the week, I may as well go first uh, just for his couple of kicks. Cam Munster, you're going be slapped for that. Yeah. Wake up Fucking to yourself. You're the Australian 5'8". Pull your head out and Dead play you. like one. Uh, Barney? I'm going to go with Maskey. Um 21 minutes, one run
0: for 10 metres, 12 tackles and two missed tackles. But that just the stupidity to turn your back and cop a bloke with an elbow. Like, Yep. If you're jumping up to try and take the ball, don't turn your back and then sp- swing around with your elbows f- fucking flying around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it was the turning point in that game. As I said, it gave Titans all that momentum and it, it was just stupid.
2: Ollie. I'm going to slap Sam Walker and I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> all right. Who are you going to salute then? <laughs> Finish on a high note. We're going to salute. <laughs>
2: I am going to salute Jerome Hughes because, for me, it was the most complete performance I saw from any player this weekend.
1: Fair enough.
0: I'm going to salute the dinner suit. DCE. (laughs) As I ran through his stats before, I think he left Jerome Hughes in the shade, to be honest, and he wasn't even, you know, fucking he could have done more even though he had three try assists 21 runs 313 tackle busts. he was enormous
1: Uh, I may as well we'll complete the halfback set but I'm actually going to salute young Sam Walker just to annoy you (laughs) Holly why do you hate me he he copped a flogging um, he's been bashed all year he missed he snapped one to win the game and then to ice it Uh, for an 18 year old he's you know he gets enough props but to come back on and do that first half and. It was tremendous. Yeah. just hitting blokes on the chest. So, uh, just even just for those last few minutes, but yeah, like you said, as, as a performance from a young kid, copping a flog and going off, come back. Um, well, three halfbacks with our salutes this week. That's good to see um, that aren't named Cleary. So, uh, that wraps up our review show, boys. Um, good job. We got through it. We'll be back um, on the hopefully Wednesday evening mm. or Thursday evening to talk about the upcoming round uh, to look forward to round 14. But uh, apart from that, lads, uh, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll talk to everyone shortly.